0: Welcome to the next issue of Imagine If, and we are here talking about your 2019 year in comic books. It was a year. Ooh. Doomsday clocks ticked.
2: Bats and cats intermingled. <laughs> Marvel got annihilated. Power Rangers met Ninja Turtles. The houses of X were filled by powers of
1: 10. It's like these electrolytes in my body that make me want to dance with excitement. Wow. <laughs> How many great things that we've had.
0: That's That's pretty impressive. Uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about 2019 in the in the comic book the year in comic book and what what that means you know how it goes farther than just the printed uh books and you know what else there is out there for right. comic book readers because
1: we're in 2019 and that's beautiful because we got so much I mean thank you again to I just want to just say just to Marvel Studios necessarily but allowing comic book fandom to become so much bigger through the power of comic cons and through experiences not only do we get to up our game in the stories that are being told because these narratives are fantastic but now they're being put on a much more commercial scale from looking at them from you know television shows that come out to hbo or hulu to also fantastic um movies that continue to come out every day so yes right now being a comic book fan is great and having different ways to consume comic book information just makes it that much better.
0: Yes. There but you this go. This is
2: true. Yeah, it's no longer regulated to just being your comic book page. It's the movie screen. It's the small screen. It's everything. And then Plastic Fantastic and video games and all that, it's just fantastic times. So, I mean, it's the, uh, the the pop culture is fantastic for it all. Yep, it's all there.
0: So let's uh, get into the spinner rack first, and then we'll go, go over to... Uh, They they are a year in review. So, what's on our spin rack for this new comic book comic day? All right. Comic book Wednesday.
2: Wednesdays are are getting there. This is the last comic book Wednesday before Christmas Day comic book Wednesday. But most of your stores will probably be closed. But hey, all right. So, if you're looking for those last minute gifts, here's some of the new items that are out there. From DC Comics, we have Animal Man by Jeff Lemire Omnibus. I know Jeff Lemire's Animal Man Man run. That's a tough one to say quickly. His run was highly celebrated. It was one of the highlights of the new 15th 52. so Buddy Baker the man of the hour with the power to talk to the animals and adapt their abilities has been collected in one giant sized book so if you want to give somebody a complete story that's a route to go Aquaman number 55 continues uh, dealing with the mecha manta and then also the race towards the baby and with the last comic book solicits that were out there they revealed the gender anybody want to a guess what the next aqua baby is going to be female Okay. what do you think Rafa
0: male wait all right. are we going to get a cool underwater gender reveal that's the thing that's the question
2: sadly probably not <laughs> all right so aqua baby the next one because the first aqua baby was a male now we are having aqua baby 2 and hopefully things go way better this time aqua baby 2 will be a princess of Ooh. the sea oh. that's right aquaman and mara will be having their second child together uh
0: but anyways that'll be but coming is it up second child in canon
2: uh why not I think so. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I think sadly, the death of Aqua Baby, uh, it 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 counts as it should. All right, let's see. Uh, Batman eighty five hits. This is it. This is the culmination of Tom King's rebirth run. It all ends here, but then it'll all begin later on somewhere else in Bat-Cat. So 85 issues, wow, crazy, crazy stuff. A lot of great art along the way, a lot of great stories, character pieces, wild stuff. It's been a ride. I know the three of us, we've partaken on this ride. So Rafa, any thoughts?
1: It's one of those things where Tom King writes some of the best storytelling I've ever read and it's not for everyone and i understand that and i personally love the humanity that he brought to batman because it wasn't so much batman as that silent night protector it was batman who had a sense of humor batman who was allowed to be bigger than the 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 the, the symbol that he was and also just though that series of stories just kept upping the ante as far as epic conclusions with the thematics and the themes, which I really enjoy, but at the same time being able to make me laugh. And I thought that's why I loved it so much.
2: You know, you're you're very right, because his Bruce Wayne, I would say, his Bruce Wayne had a personality. He did.
0: Yeah, I would say that the thing about his Batman is that it focuses more on the man part. Like, the fact that so much of his stories don't go over the top with having to be the batman if that, if that's making any sense like right. it's still dealing with how bruce wayne doesn't have any powers bruce wayne is a person he just takes on this mantle of batman so that he can get the job done kind of thing my my biggest regret about the whole thing is that he doesn't get to get to issue 100 like he, he put yeah. in the time he put in the work yeah. and he doesn't get to go to one i know everybody's like oh well bat and cat will get him to 100 issues but it's not 100 issues of Batman right that's very true
1: and I feel he's gone this far with the story it's a shame that he didn't get, get to finish it um, At the or maybe it's not gonna be finished the way that he wanted I'm not sure regardless I'm very happy with it And to be 100% honest, it's one of those things where I love this story because Bruce Wayne was able to showcase just the nuances of being Batman, specifically in the character studies. The issue where him, Catwoman, Superman, and Lois go on a date. Like that is something of that writing that I loved, right? The issues where he also brings in other characters that are continuously throughout becoming more and more like Kite Man. That was something
2: that was truly
0: (laughs) beautiful. Who would have ever thought Kite Man would be such a pivotal character now?
2: Charlie Brown of the DC Universe yeah. is, hell yeah. <laughs> and so
1: it just, it, it built the Batman mythos in a way that I really enjoyed, whereas I feel Morrison added to the to the to the crazy symbolism of what Batman is supposed to be. I feel what we got here was more of a understanding of the humanism that makes Batman endure and why he wants to be a hero. And kind of, he has his legacy, yes, but he also... Does he deserve to be happy? And I like those questions that were asked.
2: There you go. You're really going to love that conclusion, then because they did a great job touching on that question. Awesome. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, I think it's a wild ride. It's been fantastic. I am looking forward to Bat-Cat. I am I am. I am very happy. And when you guys read the issue, you'll know why. Um, one thing that I was sad, though, that didn't get played up with was – The whole, the button, I like, it was such a hype. It's like, this is a major moment in the DC universe, but why? Why did it happen? And I don't feel that that gets touched on and that's a bummer. And then one other opportunity that I think they missed was, I don't know if the Batman editors and the Superman editors were talking, but it's funny that you have the, the fathers are back and they're telling their sons don't do this. You know, Jor El is over in the Superman books, being like, "Don't be Superman, stop it." Yeah. Uh, Thomas Wayne is the Dark Batman. He's telling Bruce, "Stop it." You know, (laughs) I will end your life. You know, and it's crazy. So that's a bummer that we didn't get to see like a version of that world's finest that could have you know Uh, done something. Yeah. But anyways, beautiful issue. Pick it up. Uh, A great way to get a new fan into something is start at the end. So sometimes that works. Speaking of the end. Batman Last Night on Earth. Number three of three is out. This is Greg Capullo and Zach Scott Snyder. One of those guys. Wow. Uh, Scott Snyder. Uh, they've teamed up and they've done their, their last Batman story. It won't be their last, but it is the last Batman story. So it's pretty wild. Um, you have a very dark, twisted Batman running around a desert like Gotham with a Joker head lantern thing. Yeah, wild, wild stuff. Uh, Batman Superman. Number five is out. This continues with The Infected. So all all these other superheroes, the AKA Secret Six, will be going up against Batman and Superman as the year of the villain is kind of coming to a close. Now, this is the big one—the one everybody's been waiting for. Dollar Comics number <laughs> 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 Dollar Comics, The Flash issue one sixty-four is out. Uh, this is a big one. Why? It's Jeff Johns' first Flash issue. It's oh, crazy. Wow. I actually remember picking this one up. Um, they were beautiful covers. If I remember correctly, I think it was Brian Boland doing the covers on those. Wild, wild stuff. Like, I remember picking up, I think I made it all the way to Flash 160 or 161, and that was the end of Mark Wade's run. His tenure on Flash was phenomenal. Like, he really made uh, Wally West the hero that we've come to know and love. So, you know, here comes the scrappy new kid, and it's like, ah, eh, who cares? What's he going to be doing, you know? But, man... Well, uh, Jeff Johns came along and he really did some wild stuff with the Flash so if you want to get a dollar version of his first Flash story there you go you like that build up right because we all know it was coming <laughs> it was good, what but... comes after dollars next comes Doomsday Clock number 12 it's finally here it's finally happening finally here uh, go pick one up just so you can see the actual comic is out there um, only a year late yeah right uh, it's a beautiful issue I enjoyed it uh, it's i i want you to enjoy it so i recommend pick it up but i also recommend um read it and then go back and read the whole series together and see how you feel about
0: it. i think i just have to go pick up the trade like i have to read all of it together because if i just go right into 12 right now i don't think i'll remember where i was at yeah you'll be kind of wondering well wait a second
2: how did how did we get here yeah no i i had to look at issue 11 to refresh myself to kind of get my headspace correctly um the unfortunate side effect, though, with the trades right now, they're doing this. We're going to release it in two volumes, so Doomsday Clock Volume 1 and Volume 2. That yeah, makes sense. Uh, so I'm bummed at that because I totally was gung-ho to buy this trade, um, and now I won't. I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to wait till you release it as one collection mm-hmm. because I kind of get tired of these like this edition, that edition, you know, so it's like, no. So that's that's where I'm going to wait for it.
1: This is the extended edition with 24 more pages of ba- behind-the-scenes details of Dr. Manhattan.
2: Variant yeah. covers and yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yep. Uh, let's see but another fun one and speaking of flashes this week we have flash forward number four. So this is Wally West's journey through the multiverse as things have come to a crazy spin after the uh, the events of Heroes in Crisis. I've been I, I'm, a, I'm an issue behind but I've been enjoying this one. I think it's really good. So definitely hype worthy. Definitely worth picking up. Uh, And if you do have a Flash fan in your life, uh, The Flash Omnibus by Jeff Johns, Volume 1. They're making a new edition, so that should be in your comic stores this week. So if you want to start getting more than just the dollar comic
0: issue, that might be the way to go. Now, is this Jeff Johns and Howard Porter? Uh,
2: I don't think he was the artist on that one. I, I, I forget who... Was his initial artist. Oh, okay. But I don't think, I, I, I don't even, actually, I don't even know if those two have worked together, to be honest. I thought it, I thought it was. I know Her- Howard, Pored, Howard Porter has been working on Flash. Uh, like, he worked on Flash before he even did JLA. Okay. So that's going way back. But I don't know if those two ever have worked together on Flash. Hmm. So I, I'd have to check. Uh, but if you have a Green Lantern fan in your life, Green Lantern, Volume 1, Intergalactic Lawmen, will be released as a trade this week. But if you want to keep it classy, then Green Lantern, Volume 2, The Day the Stars Fell, will be released as a hardcover. So you could get the first year of Green Lantern by Grant Morrison as two hardcovers, or you can start them off with the trade paperback edition.
1: And what a a weird story. (laughs)
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) It's like, if you're a Green Lantern fan, I think it's good. If you're a Grant Morrison fan, I think it's good. I do feel, though that makes it kind of suffer at times because it just kind of comes off as too much. But that's a personal opinion.
2: No, I agree with you. I, I am a huge green lantern friend. Um, and this comes off as too much. This is not a book that I can pick up and sit down to read. This is like, I, I've got to be in the right headspace. I got to make sure like, this is another one, like kind of like doomsday clock where it doesn't read well as a monthly, it reads better as a full serial. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, like I will say like I am bummed like I, I don't think Grant read any of the Green Lantern stuff to lead up. Mm-hmm. I think he just went in there and is like, "Hey, this is what I'm doing." So, here we go. And it's like, "Okay, because like there was the solicits that just came out this last Friday. And I found it funny because they're they're going to the, the Green Lantern book is on pause right now because they're doing Green Lantern Black Stars or something to that effect. So, it's paused and then when it comes back, it's going to be Green Lantern Season 2. And what I find funny is I think it's like season two, issue two is out, are being solicited, and they're like Hal Jordan's been. Hal Jordan gets a chance to go back to Earth, and he's bored and he hates it. And it's like that's not Hal. Hal, (laughs) like I remember reading him several times, being like, "Screw you, Guardians!" and throwing his ring down and being like, "I want to be on Earth. I'm a man. That's my home." But Hal hasn't been home since God. I mean, honestly, Jeff Johns even because Jeff Johns towards the the later part of his run kind of kept way Hal way in space for too long. And, you know, like his last – I think his last Earth story was probably Blackest Night for the most part, you know. So it's been crazy. But, yeah, so – but anyways, that's that's where we're at. That's where it's at. Harleen, part three of three. This is by, I think, Septjan Sijic, C- if I say his name correctly. Uh, this is kind of like a new origin of Harley Quinn, how she came to be and, and how these things are happening. So we're going to see the choice that Dr. Harleen Quinzel makes and see her – on her path towards becoming Harley Quinn. Is
0: that the one that, I don't know if he does the art inside, but I think the cover is by that Sven guy?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's all him. I think, I oh, think he wrote, drew, and covers, I think. But yeah, no, it's 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 beautiful art. I mean, it's very painted and, and whatnot, but
0: yeah, it'll be it'll be wild to read. Oh, that's what the name you said earlier was? Oh, okay. I, I honestly have no idea how to say his name. I've only seen it written, and I'm just like, hmm, interesting. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see. The Infected, though. As I mentioned earlier, uh, they will be uh, getting their own one-shots and whatnot, so the infected the commissioner issue one, so we get to see the evil Jim Gordon get his own one-shot Ooh. here. You know, I gotta say, this one might be very fun to read, just because I remember that one line when, like, Jim first got infected, or he revealed that he was infected, but when he told Batman, he's like, what, you run out of kids to kill? It was like, wow. <laughs> He just laid into Batman harder than a steel pipe into a Robin. It was crazy. Wow. Uh, Joker, Killer Smile, issue two of three will be out. Um, This is another kind of offbeat Joker tale. So while it may be the Joker, it's necessarily a man's interactions with dealing with the Joker. Ben Armel, uh, he would kind of basically get through things and kind of beat off this insanity and get away from it and unfortunately that's not the case and again this is brought to you by jeff lemire so it will be some wild wild stuff there so i think if you're a fan of the joker movie i think you'll enjoy this justice league issue 38 will be out as well and this continues on with the justice doom war we get to see some more crazy action there legion of superheroes number two is out and that'll continue brian michael bendis's adventures into the future Bend to the future. I guess that somebody should have trademarked <laughs> that idea. Uh, Metal Men issue three will be out. Nightwing sixty seven will be out. Wait, and I'm calling. Oh,
0: no, I was gonna say with the Metal Men is have we introduced the nth Metal Man yet?
2: I believe so. I think uh, he got introduced in issue one. Wow. Um, as I look at the cover, I don't really see him on it. But yeah, let's see the solicit reads in this issue. It's Kachu versus Kaju. I think. It's Kaiju versus giant robot oh, versus Kaiju. the metal Kaiju. It's Kaiju versus giant robot versus the metal men. After killing off one of the metal men, Nth metal gets placed into a holding cell at the lab so Doc Magnus can learn exactly how dangerous it is. Ooh. That is until a giant flying manta with lasers coming out of its eyes attacks the lab and now the metal men must team up with a giant robot in order to save the day. So yeah, it looks like the Nth metal man is here and he's a killer.
0: <laughs> so if you were to write... <laughs> If you were to write a, 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 write a book for DC, it, it was all about the different uh, robots. Like if you had Robot Man, you had uh, the Metal Men, you had Red Tornado. Like Would who, Cyborg be there? I know because he's a, he's a cyborg. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider him a robot. Well, but that, I think
2: it'd be interesting to have a team up because Robot Man is just a brain in the shell. That's true. But I think that'd be a fun team up. Like, could you imagine Robot Man and Cyborg talking and like? I mean, that's what we get in the you know? TV
0: show Doom, Doom Patrol. Ooh, gosh darn it! sweeping
2: me that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, like, who else would you throw in there? Who else would you robot wise? I mean, you could throw in Cyborg as like the intermediate, the person in between, like. He goes and talks to the Justice League for the, the robot team.
2: I think it'd be fun, like, take one of the, the Superman robots, Ooh. have him there, and just be like, do you know how hard it is? Like, I have to be Superman. But then I don't get the glory of being Superman. Yeah. Like, do you know how tough that is? That'd be something. Or give Skeets like some kind of like power armor. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, have Skeets appear. That'd be another fun one. Skeets,
0: you could have the Hour Man from 1 million. Oh, the Android Robot Man, yeah. Yeah.
2: I'd
1: like the the Robin, the Robot Robin. From From
2: 1 million?
0: From 1 million. The Toy Wonder?
2: Oh, there you go. Those two will come in and he's like, hey, we just had to get away for a while.
0: (laughs) There's a Tomorrow Girl or Tomorrow Woman. Tomorrow Woman, Yeah. Yeah. I Should mean, that's, that's pre-Flashpoint, though, so I don't know if it still exists. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, it all exists. I mean, Tio Amaro could still invent her. Uh, and there's red, red Volcano and Red This story, while, while
2: lighthearted, it'll turn out to be the redemption of Hank Henshaw as well. oh "Oh god God. we get to see like he just pops he's like oh since i'm a man i can't be part of this robot but i'm more robot than man and that's what it goes am i a butterfly dreaming i'm a man or am i a man dreaming i'm a butterfly and it'll just have this deep thing (laughs) so we'll think it's just a fun comedy riff. no (laughs) no take that uh who's the guy who writes all these like clone stuff and stuff like that philip k dick i think oh yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah. all of his uh dreams maybe it's
1: written by philip k dick did he pass away (laughs)
2: think that he has
0: passed away i'm not positive but then
1: maybe if he i mean if anybody would have their subconscious put into a robot
0: it'd be philip it k dick yeah i think he's written enough about that to know not to have that happen to him <laughs> that's
1: true <laughs> that's true he's giving us warning tales
0: uh yeah i mean can you think of any other uh robots or androids or cyborgs in the dc universe I, I can't. Are, are there any of them like, that the new gods use? Because I know the
2: Amazons don't use any. No. Like, you have Mother teams, Box, don't. so maybe this is a they story have a mother where Box. Like, Mother Box gets her moment where she's like, you know how much stuff I fix for those people? <laughs> and they call themselves gods, yet they just run around like children. Or Supercycle
0: <laughs> that the Young Justice use. True. Oh, we also got go. the
1: robot uh, Stell or Stem from Green Lantern.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stell, Stel. Oh, Stel, Stel, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Stel. He's there. And then don't all of like those uh, those Green Lanterns become like Omega Lanterns when they become oh the Alpha, with lanterns. The alpha yeah, lanterns yeah and they get infused with like robot parts
0: yeah that, God there's a concept that didn't get touched on yeah so I, I think that'd be an interesting I mean that's kind of like uh, Avengers AI
1: yeah and then one rogue uh, what are they called Manhunters
0: yeah the Manhunters oh, oh no, yeah Man you Hunter. get the Manhunters get too one soon you you don't want to remind up. people
2: about the robot Manhunters because we're trying to make Manhunter cool again with Leviathan yeah. Or maybe actually that'd be fun, have the robot manhunter be like, yeah, they were building us up, and then now we're here. (laughs) We're here in this book.
0: (laughs) Okay, continue.
2: Um, So anyways, uh, Nightwing hits issue 67, and I'm calling it here, I mean, duh, it's a no duh, but they recently renounced that they're going to do a, Robin 80th anniversary special book. So kind of like how they've been doing those 1,000s and now the 750s. So next year is Robin's 80th anniversary. Dick Grayson will be 80 years old. Um, And he's still looking very handsome. Yeah, very much so. Uh, So that is perfect because I think issue 75, now I have no insider intel, but I think issue 75 is going to be the return of Nightwing. I think we're, I think Rick Grayson's days are his issues are numbered. <laughs> Good, I'm tired of this fake Robin,
0: <laughs> fake Nightwing Robin, man. fake Nightwing, fake Dick Grayson. Well,
2: it's yeah. funny because it's like yeah, no have- fake dicks. Give me, give me the real man dick.
0: <laughs> wow, You <laughs> went there. Oh, Okay, that that
1: came off more political now, than I thought.
0: Uh, now you hear it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I retract that. All all penises are fine.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: I
2: just really don't like this new this new dick. Grayson
0: man. Rick Grayson. Well it's yeah. funny
2: because like it's like okay let's get him away from being Nightwing. Alright cool let's let's give him a normal life and then what does he do with his normal life? He winds up being Nightwing anyway. Yeah, yeah. A different and version like, of Nightwing. I just I don't know like I, I kind of wish they would have. I wish Rick Grayson's personality would have been like no I'm not helping these people I'm not doing it. I'm not following into it. This is not my this is not my problem. And then maybe one of them dies and then he's kind of like, oh, I would like. But then again, I guess it kind of sounds like the Spider-Man myth, though, you know, but why not put that on there? I Here
0: you know. go. I'm going to derail us quite a bit right now. But uh, what was it? spider Man's secret identity, which we talk about a lot on the show. Nightwing gets accused of murder. So Dick Grayson has to come up with four other identities. What, what What's one that you would come up with that you would have him use? oh really i really just silenced the room
2: but are these like are we making up new stuff like they did or are we taking on legacies
0: i mean it'd be cool if you could come up with a legacy that's not being used but other than that just yeah sure give him a new name and a new like identity like superhero identity like like spider-man made himself into prodigy which was like he kind of stole superman's uh storyline like i'm from a different planet and stuff like that but obviously he still had only spider-man powers
2: yeah so i mean i i think it'd be fun like maybe he becomes the crimson avenger
0: okay like know? the with the guns yeah wow i mean they
2: don't have to shoot anything but he kind of does that it's like i'm gonna be batman but i'm gonna be more dark more nor- <laughs> you know? i'd have him for sure turn into
1: act like the so nightwing was a character that in krypton right Yep. Yes. He, so i'd have him be Flamebird.
0: oh I was thinking that, too. That to be bad. He gets to be be his own partner. So do you remember, and I don't know if they adapted this into uh, Batman comics or not, but do you remember in the Batman the Animated Series, the old serial that Batman... Oh, the Grey Ghost. The Grey Ghost, yeah. Yeah. Is that a a character in the DC Universe? It is now because
2: Dick Grayson brings it in. He's like,
0: I'll be the Grey Ghost. Yeah, right?
2: And then Bruce is like, that was my childhood hero. (laughs) That's
0: true. That would be that'd be cool. I mean, it was it was pretty much the shadow, wasn't it? It was the shadow. It was it was Adam
2: West. Oh, Okay. And in all honesty, they just did that kind of to recognize Adam West tenure as Batman, and he wore a gas mask, didn't he? No, he was a guy in a gray suit with the cape, the fedora, and he had the goggles. Goggles. Okay, yep. I thought he had a gas mask on. <sighs> the goggles. No, that's the Sandman. <laughs> yeah, that's the Sandman. Yep.
1: I'd also like to do like uh, I'd call him the Acrobat, just new IP. I like it. He just comes out and he's just decked out in this leotard, kind of like how uh, not Mary but was the other one in, in Doomsday Clock, the mime, the mime, kind of like that kind of clothes, uh-huh. um, but with like a mask. And he's just, he just all, he's like, he's like Chris Angel, mind freak, <laughs> <laughs> and he
0: shows up lost
2: all illusions. I like how you could play that too. It's the acrobat.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm could, could he get shine. away with that, though? Like, <laughs> would people recognize Dick Grayson or, I'm sorry, Nightwing underneath? The, a new costume. If they got you know? to see
1: a clear look at his ass. Yes. Yep. I was just gonna make the same <laughs> joke. Yep. yep. If they get the I was shot, gonna and, just yeah. go
0: with fighting style. Like Dick Grayson has a very unique fighting style. That is
2: true. I think they played that though, because when Dick was Batman during the whole Grant Morrison thing, mm-hmm. not necessarily in the Grant Batman and Robin book, but I think it was in the Judd winnick Batman book. They played with that. they were like his fighting style is different. That's yeah, different. Know? So yeah, I
0: I could see like someone like Deathstroke or Bronze Tiger could pick up on it easily oh, because yeah. he'd be he'd be fighting. Them, and be like oh oh i know who you really yeah. are really boy don't pretending do this. to be the bat yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. i think that'd be fun that could be like a vicky Vale thing you know she's like wait a second it's <laughs> <That's> not bruce <laughs>
0: he doesn't kiss like bruce Hey-oh. hey oh because we be kissing what? all the ladies
2: we've we've just made dick grayson the uh the Man Wonder of the DC Universe right now. <laughs> so issue sixty seven is on the rack.
0: <laughs> okay, so there you go. I just, I just wanted. I think that'd be a pretty cool story. Like he has to, he has to come up with new identities because Nightwing has been burned.
1: Even, even I'd like the idea of kind of how like, what they did with Hawkeye, right? When he became Ronan.
0: Yeah. Like he was so so
1: cool. Like even if even if like, just take Ronan again, just have Nightwing become Ronan. And just that but that their version. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. The, whole, the the rest of the world got Thanos. You get me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: all right, let's see. I'm uh, moving along. Shazam issue nine is out, so if you want to keep on the magic, uh, Jeff Johns is uh, taking the Shazam family to some wild and crazy spectacle. Uh, Suicide Squad number one launches this week. Tom Taylor is taking over the book. One thing that I think is so great about this book, they're doing a variant cover, right? And they do the blank variant so you can get somebody to draw on it for you. Instead of it being typical white color, this one's red. It's just all red. And that's like, cool. I like Tom Taylor. He was on Twitter, and he's like, yeah, this is a spoiler cover. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's a lot of blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, get ready for that. Uh, if you want to go a little bit more historical, Superman Smashes the clan Part 2 of 3 will be out as well. Ah, uh, this takes. This is a uh, an interesting story because this takes the old, uh, the adventures of Superman radio serials, and it's actually adapting it so we could see this story on the comic book page. So if you want to get in on that action, that's well. And
0: if you're liking those Golden well, Age, wait. G- so sorry. Before you get into that, uh, I just watched this pretty cool documentary this past week called "Geek and You Shall Find," and it's all about comic book culture throughout history, and they dive pretty good into that that uh serial the radio uh, oh, story nice. of superman versus the clan and how how influential superman was to taking down the clan like in the real world it's like yeah it's a good documentary if you go and go check it out
2: i'll have to watch that because i i, I believe they're gonna do a real one And it's really wild because like, as much as we give credit to the Superman writers of the serial show and stuff like that, actually, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but there was a guy who was going to these meetings and playing the part of a Klansman, and then he'd go to the police, and the policeman are like, yeah, we'll get on it. And it's like, uh uh-oh, some of these police might be in on it. So he had to go to whatever outlet he could, and luckily it was the Superman radio show. That's exactly
0: what the, the documentary gets into.
2: Yeah. It's a crazy scenario. Google it. Uh, you'll definitely find stuff that'll point you in the right a. So, Geek and You shall find is a good
0: documentary. Nice, good find, and made by people in Phoenix. So, local Ooh, to Arizona. There you go, Arizona. We're all. If about. anybody happens to know them who made that documentary, I would love to talk to them. So, please put them in touch.
2: We're
1: giving you a mission, geekers. <laughs> well, what do we call our people? I call them the leaders. Yeah,
0: geek leaders.
2: Yeah, geek leaders. Be the leaders for the <laughs> geeks. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, But continuing on with the Golden Age of Superman, the Golden Age Omnibus Volume 1 of Superman will be getting a new edition. So if you want to go back to those crazy days of Superman jumping one-eighth of a mile in over tall buildings and throwing cars, this is the adventure. Then
0: go read the Hulk.
2: (laughs) No, (laughs) Hulk copied that. But actually, these are really fun, the Golden Age stories, because this is uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Shusher at their finest. And they had some cool stuff like... It's a shame. Like this is one of those offbeat tales, but they actually, in their story run, they wanted to have Superman reveal his identity to Lois, and of course, DC Comics was like, "No, that's going to kill the story. We we'll want never that, do that drama," you know. And yeah, now as of last week, Superman's like, "I'm Clark Kent." Everybody <sighs> like it. <laughs> that's because he's Bendis. That's why. <laughs> um, anyways moving along Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number 6 of 12 will be out Teen Titans 37 will be out there uh if you're enjoying the Watchmen because of Doomsday Clock and all that fun stuff and the TV show that's out there there is the Watchmen Companion this will be a hardcover edition that features all kinds of extras um and it's it's comic book based so like you will get to see um a ton of like like people forget how much art is out there uh DC Comics used to be doing their own um what you might call RPG, a role-playing game, and they actually made a Watchmen extension so you could get those character sheets. Uh, you get to see all kinds of different house ads that were run at the time, uh, the who's who pages, and this one even blows my mind. The question, his own book, right, But like early, early on Vic Sage, the question, issue 17, guest starring Rorschach? what (laughs) so the question Rorschach have met this is crazy so I'm gonna have to go check that out so yes uh, if you want to get to see a lot more of the Watchmen in print there you go that's a fun one Uh, Wolverine Wonder Woman will be hitting issue 83 Wonder Woman Dead Earth issue 104 will be out Wonder Woman's getting her own miniseries and in this miniseries it's gonna be taking her on an adventure that is basically um, I don't know how to say this like she's dealing with like I, well, a dead earth, like basically just the earth and a grim feature and a grim future. So she's trapped all alone and she's got to do this. So, um, yeah, just wild-looking stuff. The the art visuals, I'm not too sure the creative team behind this one. I don't know their names, but the visuals are very, very wild-looking stuff. Uh, Year of the Villain, Hell Horizon, number one of four is out. So now that the Year of the Villain has concluded, it's time for miniseries. Hey. That's what it's all about. Uh, if we flip on over to the other side of the street. Has it concluded? Yeah. What, what happened with Lex? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it, well, the year of the villain wasn't necessarily like a miniseries. It was just a banner that was yeah. running across the comics. So uh, essentially you need to be reading Justice League, and right now they're going through the Justice Doom War, and I think they're like on part seven of eight. Mm-hmm. So the banner will conclude, and that's why they're they're having all these miniseries. Uh, he's still on the quest to get the power of... or something like that. I forget what her name is, but she's the mother of the monitor, the anti monitor, the forge and all these other crazy new characters that have been introduced. Crazy. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Marvel though is giving us 2099 Omega number one. That's right. The 2099 storyline is coming to a conclusion. Uh, It started with alpha ran in various series, ran in the Spider-Man books, and now it comes to a conclusion this week. Amazing Spider-Man number 36 will also be part of that. Um, so be sure if you're getting the story, 2099 story that you pick up the Spider-Man issues as well because that's going to tap into it. Um, I love the fact that 2099 is the Marvel future. Like, they've set it up. They're stating that this is where it's at. So I think that's pretty wild. I kind of wish, like, maybe in a nod to Kingdom Come, that they kind of did stuff like that. Like, that'd be neat that, like, yeah, you can have all these new people being heroes and whatnot, like they did the next generation, but it'd be neat to have some of the other heroes come back or go forward or something and be like, no, you crazy kids, you need to calm it down. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to take control here. So that'd be pretty wild. Uh, Let's see, Annihilation Scourge Omega number one is out. So yes, the Annihilation Scourge event is also coming to a conclusion, so you can pick up that there. Uh, Avengers issue 28 will be out. Black Panther number 19 as well. Daredevil number 15. This issue hits me because I love Daredevil. This story has been great. It's been a fantastic run, and this is the last Daredevil of the decade wow a lot of D's rolling in there so do yourself a favor pick it up pick up all the issues you missed this last decade because they've all been fantastic Um, Dead Man Logan volume 2 will be out and this is called Welcome Back Logan so if you want to get the conclusion to Old Man Logan this will be the second half of it so if you have a fan that was a, a lover of the Logan movie definitely pick this series up that'd make a great gift Uh, Defenders Epic Collection Volume 9 the end of all the songs Eternals number one will be getting a facsimile edition so if you want to get ready for phase four of the Mm -hmm. Marvel Universe this is the book that started it all and you'll get to see how it all began along with the Eternals secrets from the Marvel Universe number one so this will definitely show a lot more of who these characters are why these characters are and everything else about them Uh, I'll probably be picking these up as well because I know nothing about the Eternals Excalibur and Fallen Angels Issues 4 will be out continuing the Dawn of X, so we get even more of the the, the Krakoa, the X-Men, and everybody, all the mutants.
1: And Dawn of X has been just delightful. (laughs) If you're a casual X-Men fan, if you're a diehard X-Men fan, these are great stories to just kind of come into because they're just shaking up the status quo. And there is history behind these characters, but even if you don't know a lot of it, the, the plot does a good job of kind of giving you an idea of, okay, well, this is what's happening right now. But if you know the background, it adds so many layers to what you're actually reading. And there's something for everybody. If you want something lighthearted and fun, Marauders is a lot of fun. If you want something more magic-based, Excalibur's kicking ass. If you want something violent and gritty, we got X-Force and we got Fallen Angels. If you want something weird... But in the main canon, I just go with the normal X-Men line. Yeah. So, it, I mean, and then New Mutants is just like sabotaging space. I love it so much.
2: So these these are really good. Yeah. No, I really love the fact that all the X-Men books count. Yeah. Like, this is the first time where it's like, wow, these books are something else. And it's true. It's It's... Like, if you want to see what's going on, you got to go everywhere, and I think that's fantastic. And I do love the fact that the X-Men book, it's like Cyclops team-up, X-Men team-up, you know? It's just yeah. like, oh, hey, here we go, and it's wild and wacky. So, yeah, it's crazy, crazy It'll stuff. be either Cyclops bonding with his family and his house, or
1: Cyclops and his kids fighting monsters, or Cyclops and Emma Frost fighting old women. It's it's a wild ride. I don't know how else to describe it. No,
2: that's really been the rundown of the first three issues.
1: Yeah, and if you like, if you consider the X Men to be like friends of yours, what these issues do is you kind of come in like, okay, what are my friends up to? And that's what the best part
2: is. Yeah, no, he definitely puts a very uh, human touch on the mutants, and it's been fun, fun stuff. Uh, let's see, moving along, Guardians of the Galaxy number twelve will be out. This ends Donnie Coates' run on uh the guardians and it might even be kind of a big conclusion of what's going on in space donnie coates has been one of the main architects of the marvel universe recently so we're going to see a lot of conclusion stuff happening here history of the marvel universe number six of six will be out that's right if you wanted to know what the story of the marvel universe is this six issue miniseries will definitely tell you everything and i hear with this issue six it won't just stop at now It'll go into the future as well. So we might see some spoilers, which is always fun stuff. Uh, Invaders number 12 will also cap off as Chip Zardaski's Fun run on the invaders. Like He really did a good job. Uh, if you're a Namer fan, this is definitely a book I would point you towards. Iron Man, Invincible Origins trade paperback will be out. This is kind of neat. Marvel has finally gotten on the idea of saying, hey, we want to put out a book out there that will just basically be like, you want to learn about Iron Man? It's all right here. From the classic origin to the modern origin to the best origin, it'll all be collected in one trade. King Thor, issue 4-4. Four That's right. It's the end. Jason Aaron has been with Thor for a long time, and this is his final story with Thor. So congratulations, Jason Aaron. Thank you for a wild ride. Wow. Marauders number four will be out. So again, talking more about what's happening in our – X-Men Universe, Marvel Tales Annihilation number one will be out as well and the Marvel Tales book is back for the 80th anniversary of Marvel and it's basically just a great strong reprint so if you want to see a lot of space adventures, this is the book for you Marvel Spider-Man Velocity number 505 will be out as well, this will continue the PlayStation 4 adventures of Spider-Man New Mutants number four will be out as well. Uh, don't worry, folks. He's back with a vengeance. Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider number one of five is out. I don't know what he's doing,
0: but you're probably going to read it, and it's fun. You don't. We don't have a Spider-Man team up book right now, right?
2: No, unfortunately, there is no Marvel team up or Spidey team up. Okay. We have
0: Spider Verse.
2: Do you Spider Verse? Yeah, you on, right? do have that. Is it happening? ongoing? Oh, it's another miniseries
1: it's I think. It's a miniseries going. I don't know how long it's gonna go on, but I know they're on issue three right now, and it's just Miles Morales going to different timelines and he's teaming up with different versions of Spider People. Okay. That's been a lot of fun. In the last in the last issue from last week, he was going out and doing things with Spider from the like Evangelian style Japanese one. Oh. Um, so I mean but it's not a traditional team up in the sense.
0: Right. If you were to start up Spider Man team up book, and this time it's miles morales uh in the regular 616 universe if that's what we're still calling it who are the first three people that you would have him team up with in the book buddy cop style
2: i think the first issue i would go with okay i think i got some i'm gonna put a twist here the first issue i would make it namer Ooh, wow just because it's the first marvel hero so i yeah. think that'd be fun and like this way you know miles what does he learn from namer always stand up for yourself believe in your convictions but then because namer kind of crazy miles also learns don't just like just because you think you're right doesn't mean you're the best you know because i do see a lot of those quotes that get tossed out there where it's like i'm not rude i'm just truthful and it's like yeah but truth is a matter of <laughs> it's, perception there's also well. a
0: thing called tact. <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: so i think that would be really fun there so i would go there uh the second issue I would have him. I would have a meet Cyclops. I think that just because that's my own personal, but I think that would be fun. I'd go the same route
1: because they were champions together. Yeah, and I feel with him aging up, and now with Krakoa, and then even just kind of a nod to Spider-Man. Am I a mutant? Kind of like those aspects. I think that I was gonna
2: include that as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think that'd be fun. Just kind of have them talk and catch up and talk about the Wild Ride, and then issue three oh gosh this is tough like now i kind of want to make sure i go teenage hero and i'm trying to think who's out there so maybe i don't know if they've met i'm sure they have just because of champions but maybe it'd be fun to have him meet up with ironheart and then they could just talk about like yeah they were on we hold the great legacies of the marvel
0: universe this is crazy but it wasn't wasn't it him and i mean i don't know if either one of you were reading champions or not but wasn't it him and kamala yeah they were both in the issue. but weren't they a couple weren't they like being interested in each other?
2: Uh, I know they kind of played with Kamala being interested in Cyclops. Oh. I don't know if they've had any changes there or not, you know. But like I said, this necessarily doesn't have to be a relationship book. I just want them dealing with the fact that you're Iron Man, right. I'm Spider Man. This is crazy. <laughs> you know, like, you know, when's the MCU going to start knocking?
0: <laughs> what about you, Rafa? With the first three?
1: So, first three, definitely Cyclops would be one of them. You'd probably be the first one just so you can learn some leadership aspects to it. I would have them in issue two, Meet the Beyonder.
0: Wow. Ooh. And then they go
1: off and like he gives them like some okay, so these are some scenarios that might happen in the future. And then like kind of like a trial by fire like what would you do here, here, here? And then he kind of goes through and like, "Oh, okay." And then and the last one, I would also do uh, Kirk Connors the Lizard, but him being more of like a mentor aspect to it, kind of like what we have with we always have those villains that kind of turn over the new leaf, right? Mm-hmm. So in this in this iteration I want Connors to be a reform bad guy and kind of like learn from my mistakes. This is what I did. Um, I think I'd like to do that. If I had more time to think about it, I do think I'd really like to see Miles interact more with not necessarily Captain. Well, yeah, like that universe is Captain America because he did connect a lot with Captain America from the ultimate universe, but that was a different character. They were very different. Um, I'd also like him to interact more with Ben Riley and, um uh, Scarlet Spider. Well, I cannot think of his name right now. Yeah, Ben
2: Riley the ben Scarlet Scarlet, Are you talking Kane? You Kane. You Kane wonder, I'm thinking about
1: right, Kane, sorry. Right. You don't I like Kane without ben. I like <laughs> to see both of them, they take on their little brother.
0: Uh, air Ooh, quotes I like you that. gotta do it
1: that way like, okay we're here so Peter is giving you the mantle we gotta make sure you don't get yourself killed <laughs> and so it's like let's go and do some stuff together Scarlet Spider that. will
0: teach you how to do uh, certain new things as, as a web spinner like doing all the web and then you can teaches you how to fight a little bit better yeah
1: more of like that that brutal yeah. yeah I like that and then and then from there then it devolves into then them also like dealing with superior Spider-Man so Ock Spider and like all four of them I would love that team up more than anything else I think that would be a lot of fun that aspect of family okay so you know with great power comes great responsibility but you don't have to do it all by yourself and so we're here to help you and so like they help elevate him i love that story don't even put peter in it just give me those three give
2: me those spider <laughs> that'd be fun i really like that issue uh
0: i think i loved your idea of namer and getting the you know his perspective so i would love to go with old characters like like ah. like super like quote unquote golden age characters so i guess i would go the first one i would do is nick fury like, I would love okay. to see, I don't know where Nick Fury is in the in the Marvel Universe at the moment, mm-hmm. but I would love to see, like, him kind of, like, show, showing him the world the way he sees the world. Like, has he, has he been
2: mentioned since Original Sin? Don't know. Okay. I think he's popped up, but I'm not too sure
1: how or where. Right, but a lot of the wisdom that he has.
0: Not so much just the wisdom. I just want him to see, because Nick Fury is definitely in the... Every everywhere around the world, every corner there is a danger. You know, yes, there's something I need to protect everybody from everywhere. Like he sees the world completely different than even a person with a spider sense who feels danger around yeah. every corner. But good point. he's still he's he's totally like um, optimistic about it. Then I would I would want to go with a villain, an old school villain for number two, and it it could be someone that's trying to be redeemed. But I would love to see I would just love to see like him have to partner up with a villain for whatever reason so i i don't know at this point who it would be i don't know why maybe a mutant
1: i'm thinking to like uh that giant dragon guy they always have to fight and all the issues Ping, fang, foom? yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know who would be a good two
2: that come to my mind villain okay well okay i was gonna say one i think it'd be fun to have him go up against uh craven but like it's a team up yeah but then at one point like craven's just like you're not ready to be hunted yet. I just think that line Ooh, would be that great. That is good. I like, I like that. that. I, think I was fun. thinking
0: Craven too. I was. Yeah,
2: well, I figured that's up your alley, so I was yeah. like, okay, that'd be fun. But the other villain, I think that'd be great. How am dealing with Magneto? Because right now, Magneto is on a redemptive arc. Ooh. And could you imagine, like, okay, because the way history's been done, and even if he still has some of his ultimate memories, but Magneto, like, he's Hitler. Yeah. You know,
0: like, a like as a hit.
2: human, you're like, oh, my God, this guy's the death of me. Actually, I, I don't know. I would team see
0: Hit, Hit, uh, Magneto as more of a, a uh, Mussolini, okay, in, than fine. Hitler. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, the, my last one, my my third one would be uh, Ben Grimm, because I want someone that's like to okay. me. He's just pure good. Oh, and you know what you get in that issue? Was is that Uncle a fastball ben. special? Oh, and Uncle Ben, very cool. Uh, but no, I was gonna, I was, was thinking sure, it's basketball yeah. special. <laughs> Mod- <laughs> well, I was gonna even say that for one. for
2: Rafa's too, he gets Uncle Ben yeah. Riley. You know? it's oh like, yeah, oh, that's that's fun. So either way, you guys you you, got, you brought Uncle Ben into. It. I like that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Miles doesn't really have that. I mean, well, his uncle died. His uncle did die.
1: Um, but I remember I remember the weight of like when his mom died. Yeah, but then Molecule Man is who brought her back.
2: Yeah, Molecule Man because he became Secret a cheeseburger. Worm.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's, I mean, imagine the adventures they could get on together. Do you want a cheeseburger for me? No, but let's do this. Let's go Jack in the Box.
2: I want that to be part of Miles's continuity. Like he always has a cheeseburger with him, and it's like, why? Out of all the things you could have brought with you, why did you bring a cheeseburger? He's like, dude, that saved my mom. You <laughs> don't. You <laughs> don't
0: understand. Most of these villains are just hungry. That's all. They're just. They're, you're not yourself they're hangar, when you're hungry. Yeah. I'd
1: like to see kind of a run of of him meeting just royalty. I would love to see two of the people he's interacting with. I'd love to see Miles interact with um
0: well, uh, black bolt oh black i think bolt. that'd be very
1: interesting especially with the whole kamala aspect does
0: does does uh is miles a talker like is he like peter in that way where he talks all the time yes uh, then i would be that would be amazing with black bolt never being able to talk
1: yes that would be. <laughs> and then maybe even him just getting into like some shenanigans just not knowing any better with maximus or Maximum, Is that his name? The uh, brother, yeah, the Maximus, crazy one. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then the other person, I'd love for him to just to him be in Latveria for like some reason, and then he has to do things with Doctor Doom. So
0: Ooh, not not T'Challa. Not T'Challa. I would love to see him interact with Doom. Like that. That would be like, pretty cool. I
1: wouldn't necessarily. Like, it'd be cool if he went to go interact with T'Challa. Like, maybe it was, like, a because he's still a kid, right? Like, he's still, like, a teenager? Yeah. So, like, uh, he, he wins some kind of sweepstakes thing where he get, actually gets to go to, like, these different region areas and do some kind of a report.
0: All the so, tech stuff, dude.
1: Yeah. So, he goes to see uh, – exactly. Like, I'd love to see him and Shuri just enjoy each other's company. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun.
2: That would be cool. That would be really good, yeah. God, now I want this book. <laughs> 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 we just gave you nine issues. <laughs>
0: yeah, that would be great, Marvel. Get on that. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: All right, well, let's see. I'll try to wind this up real quick. Uh, Superior Spider-Man Volume 2 Automatic is out, so this continues the adventures of the evil Spider-Man. Not necessarily evil, maybe misunderstood, but Doc Ock version. Tony Stark Iron Man Number 19 will be out as well, and this is going to be big because next year is 2020, and that's one of the big events is Iron Man 2020, so we get to see what's going on with Tony Stark before the end. Uh, True Believers this month will actually be focusing on the Annihilation. So, this will be taking some of the major players from Annihilation, Annihilation Scourge, and oh my god, what was the second one called? Annihilation. I can't remember. Um, Conquest, Conquest or something like that. I don't know. But, anyways, uh, they will be reprinting first appearances or major issues of Mantis, Moondragon, The Odin Power, The Super Adaptoid, and Super Scroll. So, you'll get to see some major stuff there uh uncanny origins myth and magic will be out as well x force number four x-men milestones the phalanx covenant trade paperback will be out this is crazy i have never really cared about the story but i keep hearing it get mentioned over and over and over again really? and i guess this is wild because this is scott and gene back from the honeymoon and are even well the honeymoon because that's where they raised cable of the future so they interact with him but they can't tell him yet but again why is this story wow. getting a lot of press i wonder because let's go back to that page that I was showing you yep. with Doug first goes to Krakoa and he mm-hmm. kind of puts his TO on there. I think something big's going to happen. Yeah, Phalanx is coming. And then the last thing on the list X Men Summers and Winter trade paperback. That's right. The greatest trade paperback out there. Why? Because it features Uncanny X Men Annual number one, The Return of Cyclops. The Return of the Boy. You should be getting that for anyone. <laughs> it'd, fan be or great, not. it'd be a great Christmas present to everyone. Yes. <laughs>
0: And that is what is on your spinner rack. That is what on your spinner rack. All right, guys. 2019 was a year. Oh. It was a big year. I mean, we got in oh. game in this year. We yeah. got in game and in Infinite Christ- Crisis on Infinite earth on the TV. Like, yeah. this is a big year for comic books. Like, literally, we are everywhere. Yep. Everything. TV shows, movies, your clothing, clothing. <laughs> like, it's it's not unusual for people to be talking about comic book characters in a normal setting like it's it doesn't have to be in a comic book store it doesn't have to be in a arcade if people understand what arcades are anymore uh but no you could you could walk into a cafeteria and there's going to be people talking about you know yeah, pop culture just blew up. It's everywhere. And it's
2: exciting because you have all kinds of people talking about pop culture nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, celebrities, they'll talk about who their favorite hero is. That's a question nowadays that gets asked, you know, when they're interviewing somebody Who would you play? Who would you who, want who to would play? You and it's play? like, that's Did exciting. Did you read comics when you were a kid? Yeah, you know, so it's no longer this dark secret that we. Had to keep for everybody and keep the mantle alive. We were the torchbearers, and now it's <laughs> everywhere.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you, you two, what were your favorite comic books of the the comic book runs, comic graphic novels? You know, what is the favorites that you read this year, two thousand nineteen?
1: Okay,
2: there were many.
0: Okay, we can't. I, I can't have the both of you sitting here talking about House of X, uh, Powers of Ten over and over. Okay, okay? very quickly then,
2: very quickly, <laughs> ladies and In that gentlemen. Case, read my article,
1: ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> boys and girls everyone who exists in this universe who's listening to this the greatest comic book adventure narrative strand that i've ever read this year and all years to come x-men were brought back to the renaissance with house of x and powers of x now i will talk the greatest amount for this because it's that good
0: i was just going to say like i i didn't read it but i got it through the two of you vicariously and it just it it <laughs> What they did with the X Men just sounds so out there to me. Like you just came completely out of nowhere with. There are multiple versions of these these guys. They get reborn all the time. Uh, Moira has powers, and it's to reincarnate ten times over. Like I don't know. It, it, it's just it to me. It sounded so out there. I was like, I don't know if I want to read this stuff. But it is great. Everybody's been talking about how great it is. You guys have been talking about how great it is. It's just it's so far away from any x-men that i would ever thought i would have seen that it's it's just too far out there
2: it mutated
0: yeah i guess (laughs) perfect way of putting it
2: well i mean it's it's, so it's it's a culmination of a lot of things like it's finally a master architect came in and so wait a minute if you've got this if you've got that what happens when you put them together look at this lo and behold and it's like wow that's that's actually pretty genius like He only added one new thing, I'd say Moira having the mutant abilities, but everything outside of that is just, I'm going to take this toy, I'm going to take this toy, and I'm going to make him do this. And it was like, wow, that's really cool. But Hickman does that. Like, when I read his, I missed his Fantastic Four, and in his Fantastic Four, he gave us the Council of Reeds. That was huge. That was exciting. It's like, wow, that's pretty darn genius. Like, why have we not seen that before? Uh, and it's out there in the pop culture because I have the Council of Ricks you know so it's like okay it caught fire it did great um when he took over Avengers he made them epic I mean they were to a point and I'm not gonna lie because I understand exactly where you're coming from when he took over Avengers I almost I kind of stopped liking them because they weren't that scrappy superhero team anymore these guys were like, we are outer space. We are everything. We are a force to be reckoned with. And it's kind of like, that's a bit much. And if anything, it kind of teased me because I go back to uh, a really fun story, Avengers Forever. It's a 12-part maxi-series. And that one was like, basically, in the future, humanity gets corrupt and goes out into space and enslaves it. And they are. You have Thors flying around, Iron Men flying around, Captain America's flying around. That's the soldiers of the Avengers. And so it's like the Avengers became a dark thing. But, you know, like, obviously Hickman showed them Get the Temptation, but they fought it and they still stood up and did the right thing. Uh, all of that culminated in his Secret Wars revival event. Uh, I, that one, I, I think, honestly, I didn't care for it the first time I read it, and so it probably deserves a reread, uh, but it was grand in its scope. So what Hickman does is very grand stuff. It's wild. Uh, luckily for me, I've never been, like, I mean, I appreciate the X-Men, but my extent of X-Men is the 05. Some of the, um, you know, some of the other bit players are great as well, but I never, like, I don't get into the grand scope of things. So for me, even though you have Dawn of X going on, I'll live through stuff vicariously. Like, that's where I've positioned myself now. So the only major book I'm making sure I follow is X-Men, just for Cyclops, you know. But I do agree, it's, it's, it's different, but it's not totally, like, too foreign. To me,
1: it's that idea of what do I want in my narrative storytelling? I want, re- not realistic, I want humanistic stories that deal with archetypes and symbolism. The reason I love Superman so much is because Superman embodies what we want to be and how no matter what the odds are, he always overcomes. And some storytellers are great at weaving together a intricate plot. And like you bring up a really good point, Chris, with the idea of when he took over Avengers, for me, whereas, yeah, they were the scrappy people, what Hickman did is he, the whole tagline, right? We need to get bigger. And he elevated the Avengers to being, we're not just here to keep the world safe. No, there are thousands of different worlds. We live in a multiverse. We're different things. And so he made everything just grander, kind of like on the same aspect of, you know, the Odyssey or when we read all of these epics that we read in our literature classes. It's these stories that we love because they're told over and over again. But now superheroes are being elevated to that aspect. Whereas before, when I was sitting in my English literature class, reading Shakespeare or having to read through some of these ancient Greek and Roman tales, now I'm getting that exact same thing, but we're putting in the superhero aspect. And so what Hickman does as he comes in and he puts that splash on the X-Men. And mind you, for context, X-Men fans have been given absolutely garbage for the past couple of years. Not in the sense where the writing was necessarily bad, it's just the X-Men have been literally stuck in a hole trying to claw their way out ever since the events of House of M. And basically, they have been shit on and they have been going through so much to become that endangered species. And whether you like Cyclops or don't like Cyclops, That's not the point. The X-Men have gone through things and they have been the people who have had that grittiness, that sense of we need to hold on. And even in the real world, Marvel shit on them in the sense where, okay, we don't own the X-Men so we're going to stop talking about them as much. And so what Hickman did is he brings the X-Men back to relevance. He makes them big again and now after so many years of having such storylines where our favorite characters kept dying or acting out of character because they were depressed they were hungry, they didn't know what to do, they were stuck, now all of a sudden, Hickman gives them that utopia, and now we're playing with some new aspects, it's exciting again, characters that were never necessarily swoony anymore, for Cyclops for example, who was always kind of just depressed, upset at what the world had become, he was back to that charismatic leader, because now they had something to fight for again, and that's why I love the story, because it made me believe that the X-Men were going to go back to that aspect of... It's not just the Avengers who run the show. The X-Men are a powerful group of people, and it's adding the politics to it too, because these past couple of years have been very interesting in the way that we live our world, right? And the idea of this democratic state and how people run our country. Whether you agree or don't agree, there is turmoil everywhere you look, and we get that in the comic books. And when people look at House of X, they are tricked into looking at politics, and that's what this is. And I think that elements add so much more to it. And that's why I thought it was great, because... Every issue I read, it kept u- upping the ante, and then by the end of it, I had an actual satisfying conclusion. And seeing, we're here now. Where do we go? Let's take care of this. And that's why I would say, for me personally, House and Powers gave us some of that storytelling that made me feel like I was a kid again.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely it relaunched the X Men for the next era.
0: Okay, so what what next? What what, what are, Where else are we going? With comic book wise, Spider
1: Man: Life Story. Okay. How can you not write a great year in review without putting the story? I remember Chris started talking about it. Chris started getting all of the singles. When we went to Phoenix Fan Fusion, we went to a couple of different stores to find some of those uh, first issues when they came out. I picked up the trade, I finally read it, and I understood what Chris was talking about. Because if you are a Spider-Man fan, and if you have been reading through all the stories and understanding what Peter Parker is, this is the ultimate love letter to fans to showcase this is why Spider-Man does what he does.
2: Yeah, it it was a beautiful series. I enjoyed it. It took me back to, I think Mitch, you read this one, Superman, Batman Generations. Mm -hmm. I just loved it. I loved that drama you know that the telenovela you know it had that it had that where it's like you know like you you watch as they go through stuff and chip zardaski did a great job of like i mean he handled the night when stacy died the clone saga so many iconic moments yeah raven the hunter like he handled all of it in six issues yep that's why i'm hoping they get a maxi series and i hope they do marvel life stories this time way we could see more of the civil war i want to see that um Because even though it was a Spider-Man tale, he still managed to get the whole Marvel universe in there as well. Highly recommend that one. From there, I mean, we had Deceased. And Deceased
1: is one of those stories where it's, oh, okay, we're getting zombies again. Oh, we're just getting Blackest Night, but it's different. And then Tom Taylor gave us something that had no reason to be as good as it was.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Like, honestly, Deceased... Was such a shot in the dark. It was like, okay, let's let's try this. And like, no offense to Marvel, I'm not saying this in a mean way, but they beat the zombie horse to death. You know, Marvel zombies, Marvel zombies. Howard the Duck, Marvel zombie Howard the Duck lays eggs. You know, what I mean, yep. I know no, no, what you mean. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and it was like, okay, you know, like at first the first one was fun to collect, and I think it was more because of the covers and everything that happened there. But Tom Taylor came in, and for uh, as I said before. It's a heartfelt story about a heartless situation. You know, it's like, yes, that's the best way to put it. Thank you. I wish that quote would have made the cover (laughs) (laughs) when you, uh, when you interviewed him, did he sound passionate about his work? Oh dude, he was, he was so much fun. Like, yes, he loves what he does. He loves what he does. He puts his heart into it. Um, you know because I remember asking him about it and you know it's like we, we both of us agree that it's a Superman story and that's great because even though it's the DC universe it is a Superman story yeah it is um, cool. but what's even better too is it's a Lois Lane story and when I mentioned that to him I said yeah like I, I love the fact that the narrator was Lois and I love that you know in the story she survives and he's like that was important to me blah 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 and he was like my wife is Lois Lane and I was like wow like this guy loves what he does like he is such a, a comic book writer that gets excited about it and I love that. I love everything about it. Um, I especially enjoyed when they did the the one shot, A Good Day to Die. Yep. Because it was like, man, you know, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, uh, John Constantine, Mr. Terrific, Mr. Miracle, McBarda. This was great. This was peanut butter, jelly, and marshmallows all put together. And surprisingly, it tasted well, which I don't know if that does. I think it does. Don't they have that weird fluff stuff? Yeah, it's nice and sweet. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was great. That was such a great pick, yeah. Um, so definitely, it's it's fully collected. Uh, even next year, they will have a sequel on Killables. So Well, not necessarily a sequel. This will be what's happening in DC, but with other characters. So this time, we're going to go and we're going to ride along with Red Hood and Deathstroke and see how they deal with the heroes failing the DC universe. And I think what's most
1: important to note about this, for me personally, is this story did a really good job of... Reading through it, we knew okay, this isn't a main continuity, or maybe it's gonna be one of like the one of the fifty-two Earths, right? That's what I'm assuming. Sure, yeah. If, if we want to put it that way, if we want to fit it into canon, but even knowing that this story with the deaths that happen, with the things that occur, you feel every single part. It's written in such a way where it feels, it feels like it's important. And some of the, the some of the the things like there's a scene between uh, Superman and his family. That is just some of the most heartwarming, heartbreaking things I've ever read. And that's why I think this is so good because whereas the X-Men stories gave me that excitement, this story showed me how do you deal with loss at such a grand scale and make it believable. That's the other part. Because it could be like, oh, it's another alien attack that turned everybody into into zombies. But that's not what it was. The way that they brought in the anti-life equation with Cyborg and all that made it something something truly special and i loved every moment of it
2: you know and i will say one major thing that i forgot about mom pa kent are dead in the main universe well after this episode they won't be but they were they were dead and to see mom pa kent again was huge like so yeah i really appreciated that i thought that was great uh tossing another book out there daredevil daredevil has always been fantastic um if we go further back even to the start of this decade you had uh, Diggle. Andy Diggle was writing Daredevil, so he was doing his Shadowland. I enjoyed it. I thought that was great. Uh, we had Mark, Whale, Mark Wade take the helm. Uh, he had two volumes of Daredevil. We had Charles Soule take over from him, and then lately we got Charles, Charles, sorry, not Charles, Chip Zardaski again of Spider-Man Life Story fame. Dude, we have only seen Daredevil like four times in costume, and what, I think I announced issue 15 is out today? So out of the 15 issues, only four of them have been Daredevil in costume. This series is great. Last issue was taking place at a coffee shop talking. The drama is intense. The situations are grave. It's insane. I mean, you're reading about Matt Murdock, Wilson Fisk, and Detective Cole North, and you're just blown away by what's happening to these people. As Rafa mentioned earlier, like the X-Men, they're our friends. We check in on them. We see how they're doing. That's what this is. How's Cole doing? What's going on with that? Here's a man who is so by the book, he's committed one of the worst crimes a cop could have to live through, and essentially he was okay, you know, like he got off, and now he's in the most corrupt police force in Marvel Comics. You know, Wilson Fisk has decided, like, I'm not going to be kingpin anymore because I'm going to go do this at a higher stage. And it's like, well, you know, big fish in a small pond. What happens when we put you in the ocean? It's crazy. And then Matt Murdock. Oh, my God. Just again, you know, that poor son of a gun just never gets it easy, nor Mm -hmm, should mm -hmm. he, because he's daredevil um i you know again going back to what we were talking about the start of this tom king's batman run i've enjoyed it uh yeah you know there are some points where the the arcs felt long and drawn out but again part of what tom is writing and part of what comics are being written is they're being more written for the trade paperback yeah i mean thank god for the people who buy the monthlies. you know you keep the business running um support your local comic shop and all that stuff but Also understand that, yes, you're going to have 10-part arcs, 12-part arcs, six-part minis, you know, because they're writing for the trade paperback. So, you know, keep your back issues handy and reread it again because I think it'll read better.
1: And with that, I mean, kind of going on the other aspect, so Boom Studios, for me personally, I loved their Angel and Buffy series that they've come out with this year, especially right now they're going through the crossover in Hellmouth, which has been a lot of fun and a lot of showcasing on taking these characters that Josh Whedon created – and people love and being true to the characters but modernizing them for the current year which I love so much same thing with Power Rangers I mean Power Rangers they've been out now for the past three years and this year we got the necessary evil storyline and necessary evil has been great because in that sense now we're getting a sense of okay so when Tommy becomes the white Power Ranger they're giving us more lore and now we're getting an aspect of how the original three red yellow and black Rangers they actually went off to do a secret covert mission and so for for me, my Power Ranger brain, this is the stuff that I wanted as a kid. It's like fan fiction turned real, but better. And yeah. the art is great, and I've loved it so much on so many different levels. It's it's showcasing that besides the big two, we have so many other aspects that are giving us these great comic books.
2: No, it's true. Um, Boom Studios is killing it. And to, to ride off the coattails of that, Boom Studios and IDW teaming up to give us – all right, let's see if I can spell it right. TMNT MMPR. Oh my god, <laughs> it's amazing! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This is fun. This is pure fun, like you just said. Fan fiction becoming reality. Like, okay, talking about some of the other greatest things of 2019. Hasbro buying Mighty Morphing Power Rangers or just the Power Rangers line, they own it outright, and they've taken the toys and they've given them the Marvel Legends treatment, and they're fantastic.
0: Um, I've been not, not to mention that they're adding them to the Allspark Productions Allspark World, yep. so to speak. So you have the potential of a Transformers, GI Joe, uh, M- Mighty Morphin Power Ranger movie that's crossover. That's right. exciting.
2: And well, speaking of that, they they announced they're gonna re they're gonna do a new Power Ranger film. Like coming next year, I believe we're going to be mm. getting that, um, and you know there's going to be some flashback sequences to the '90s. So I'm like, okay, this is the stuff my kid brain is super hyped for. I'm so I'm stoked. So I mean, I gotta say, like I just but going back to it, the Hasbro owning those making the toys it's been fantastic i can't wait i hope they do some amazing zords i'm looking forward to that next year um, neca another toy line that does fantastic stuff uh they're like i consider them like your horror toy line yeah like your horror film toy line they make a great stuff there uh, they dabble in the superheroes so this year we got the nice uh dc versus aliens and predator toy sets so they had some great stuff there but the major shout out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I love the exclusives that they did for Target. Oh, they were so good. Oh, yeah. So about probably, probably I think either at the beginning of this year or last year, just depending on how they got stocked at your store, but they put out this wave of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. So Leonardo and Shredder, Raphael and uh, a foot soldier, Michelangelo and a foot soldier, uh, Donatello and Krang. And it was like, okay, this is cool. This is a nice wave, a hero and a villain two-pack. But you're talking like 50 bucks a two-pack. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to be getting these Because for me, I always collect the heroes. Maybe I'll get a villain or two depending on who it is. And so I passed on them. And now this last uh, San Diego Comic-Con New York Toy Fair, they showcased like, okay, we're going to do another run. They're going to be more painted in the animated cartoon style. I picked up those four. They're fantastic. And it's perfect because I finally pulled out my – my uh my mmpr uh jason red ranger and i've got him standing next to my leonardo and that just made teenage mutant ninja turtles mighty Morphin power rangers number one that much better so yeah thank you to those two companies those four companies freaking loving it and it elevates the fandom
1: again whether it's you're reading comic books or also playing with toys it's it just elevates it to a point where we can explore this medium in a different way and this has also been a great year for television, you know, looking at some of the different things. Mitch, I know you've been watching Watchmen. What would have been your thoughts there?
0: Dude, Watchmen is one of the best written shows uh, probably in the last decade. God, like it's, for so, me. it's so good. It's it's so good. Um, I know a lot of people have this aversion to Damon Lindonoff. Uh, I didn't watch um, – Fringe? No, Leftovers. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a one beautiful his, show. Yeah, it's one of his most critically acclaimed shows. Love that show. I was a huge fan of Lost, so I I watched that all the way through, and I loved the ending. I thought it was great. Um, I don't have a problem with his Alien movies. Um, I know a lot of people do, especially Alien fans, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm okay with it. I just think that this show totally does the thing. Like adapting Watchmen is difficult as is. Oh yeah. So he decided to go further in the future. What happens after the events of Watchmen? And that's what you get. And that's I mean, we have before Watchmen in the comic book universe, right? Right. And yeah. And I just think that this is the perfect of after Watchmen. Like, what does? And then he tackles such amazing issues in the show. Yes, he does. Um, and still bringing it back to a, to a soul sole character, a a person for you to anchor to, which is the Angela character, Angela Abar. Um, it has so many superhero tropes. It has so many uh, comic book adaptation tropes now, like the things that you see when you watch the big movies and the big TV shows and stuff like that. And it, it's just, it's just so good. It's good storytelling all around.
1: It's powerful also because of the commentary is good for like what we're going through in today's age yeah. as well, right? Because Watchmen was so prevalent because of you know some of the themes that it was tackling during mm-hmm. its time. And so to like to see that again, but in a modernized version, in a scenario where the story you could argue, well, how does this even look like in like 30 years in the future? What does that even look like? And they're doing a great job with it. With that, also another kind of like adaptation. The boys on Amazon wasn't expecting that to be as good as it was, didn't really know anything about it. I heard the hype, and then I saw. It and is definitely one of my favorites of this whole year. From just the grittiness to the aspects, I've loved that show as well.
0: Yeah, the the idea of what superheroes would look like if they were real in yep. the real world, like yep. what what would that actually be? Yes, corporations would own them. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. what it would be. Like, because they have powers, but how do you put that into money? Like, how do you make yep. something of that? And we want our comic book character, we want our comic book superheroes to be like, oh, altruistic. I don't do this for the money. I do it to better mankind. Well. In real world, people have bills to pay. Like, nope. can I leave my job in the middle of the day to go save somebody that I hear them screaming for help? I, I would want to think yes, I would do that, but would I? Yeah. <laughs> can I clock out for that moment to go take care of that? Um, but yeah, you know, it, the idea that absolute power corrupts absolutely. You need someone like the boys to be like, hey, cut that out.
2: who spanks the superhero
0: exactly
2: well and even then I, i love the idea that it tackles like somebody has a bad day like i'm sure we as comic book fans like we have that moment where it's like could you just imagine like you know your car doesn't start right and you just rip the door off and then heat vision blast it could you imagine if you could do those things it's like oh crap i went a little too far so it's like i think it's neat to see that 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 humanity that dark side of humanity we put into these characters, you know, greed and lust going
0: into them. It's crazy.
1: And
2: shout out to the actor
1: who plays Homelander because, Anthony Starr. Anthony Starr, he does such a great mm.
0: job. For the longest time, I thought he would make a great black bolt, so I'm glad that he's playing Homelander. Yep. Yeah.
1: I mean, even if, recast him, make him evil Superman. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch that too. I'll watch him from Earth 2, Earth 3, whatever. There's your Injustice Crime Superman. In yeah. I was going to
0: say, yeah, you should make him uh, Ultraman. I think That would be oh, perfect. would be so good at that.
1: Um, and then I mean even if maybe these more gritty hero type shows aren't for you and then we got I mean the actual crisis event Mm -hmm. that
2: actually occurred Mm -hmm. this got me to watch television (laughs) (laughs) like I I, you know I I don't just like time is precious and I made time for this and I loved it like as we talked about on our our aftermath podcast but man that John Wesley ship last flash that hit me dude like, that was one of my childhood heroes, and to see him run off and make the sacrifice, God, you know, we've seen, whether it's probably, well, it's not Kingdom Come Superman, but it's Kingdom Come-esque, yeah. but to see a Kingdom Come Superman strutting around on a set, freaking wow.
0: Um, It's just, Crisis on Infinite Earths, it's... It's a bold thing to take in, take take on in a TV show, and I'm I am super happy with what they're doing. Is it exactly like what we see in Crisis on Infinite the Trade? No, but they're adapting it to the world that they've already created in the CW verse, you know. And to me, it's working. Like it my biggest surprise for just the CW shows this this season, I'm enjoying all of them. Yeah, but last season for Black Lightning, I kind of tuned out. Like it didn't. Speak to me. This season, I'm Lightning, So good. They've made some changes. They have made character changes that just really work for me. And it it's it's really and the see that he's now involved in the crisis, involved with the rest of the Berlanti universe, so to speak. It's just that much better.
1: And I mean, talking about just how beautiful everything is, we're in a point now where if you would ask something like 20 years ago, like oh. You're gonna In the span of like two, three years, you're going to get the beauty that is, you know, we were going to get a Justice League movie, we're going to get this crisis event, we're going to get the, the beauty that is the culmination of like 20 years of of amazing Marvel films. Was 10 it 20, years. 10 years. I'm sorry. 10 years of specifically going into phases of, we got Infinity War last year, and now we got Endgame. Yeah. And Endgame delivered on all cylinders. I,
0: I I think so. I loved that movie so much. And
1: how rare that is, right? To see after all these 10 years of all of these movies that came out, you had to watch them all. And maybe you didn't have to watch them all, but to get the, the full... Emotional impact of what you've been doing, right? That whole scope to get that aspect of reading these comic events, right? Over the years, finally culminating into one final issue. With Endgame, we got that. We got those outstanding moments. We got those heartwarming moments. We got, for me personally, I was so entertained to know that 10 years of my time watching through like it was like around 20 movies, right?
0: 21, I believe. Yeah.
1: All of these that finally it culminated into something that was satisfying. Yeah. And I loved every, and I I mean, I'm hoping they can continue to capture the magic as they move forward. But even if they don't,
0: the 10 years is great.
1: What a great 10 years.
0: Uh, Other than the, you know, the big one of, in game and stuff like that. We had like we were talking about comic book adaptations are everywhere. We had adaptations of stuff that wasn't in the big two. We had uh Hellboy. We had a Hellboy movie. Yep. Some people didn't like it. Some people liked it. You know, it, it was in, it was very indifferent. But it was still there. We had The Kitchen, a vertigo book that yeah, was made right. into a, a right. live action movie. And I mean there comic book stuff is being picked up left and right everywhere as they should be you know uh, umbrella academy that was this year right or was that yeah. last year
1: was it this year i'm not sure regardless yeah, i mean it was beautiful
0: yeah Still umbrella on yeah, yeah umbrella academy on, on netflix amazing stuff like one of the best shows uh i would say on on netflix at the moment um uh yeah it was this year yeah, yeah. krypton was a gr- it was an amazing show we only got two seasons but that was great this year
2: yeah, they did some wild concepts with it. And it's like, okay, this,
0: yeah. is, this is interesting. I this was in for it. Wild, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, just to wrap up, 2019, favorite comic book hero? Wow. Just okay. for this year. Just so for this year? Who had some big moment that you were just, yes?
2: So it's tough. because So you know I've got my 14, 14 characters I right. follow. And I think about some of the moments they had. So I guess I'm, I'm going to do two. I don't okay. I know what you're saying. That's fine. My, my DC hero of the year, Mr. Miracle. Okay. Tom King, Mitch Gerards. Thank you. That was a beautiful series. Even the start in 18, it finished in 19. It was amazing. It was a tour de force. It was a hero with a heart. Uh, I think he took the moment of DC, definitely. So that's my hands down there. If I flip on over to the Marvel universe, it's tough because I kind of go back and forth between Cyclops and Daredevil. So Cyclops started the year strong. I mean, January of 2019, we got the annual. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't, you know, Matthew Rosenberg's solo run on Uncanny X-Men issues 11 through 20. I know a lot of people kind of like, eh, whatnot. And it felt forced. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I I wish it had been a little bit longer. But if you think about that, I mean, I think, what, in a span of six months, the guy gave us 10 issues of comics. It's like, okay, that's cool. I enjoyed what I saw. Uh, I know it, it got people excited. It got people angry. Uh, but I still appreciated what I saw. Um, so I thought that was great. So Cyclops definitely started the year. Um, Hickman's X-Men took over in scale. So Cyclops, like he doesn't have to be the war general anymore. So he's just kind of like, yeah, I get to be the goofy dad. So I'm having fun. So I'm still enjoying it. Uh, but to close out the year, definitely Daredevil. Uh, Charles Soule brought us into the new year with Daredevil. He was doing some wild stuff with it. Uh, Wilson Fisk as the mayor of New York City is crazy. And then Chip Zardaski jumped in there and he's just, dude, the guy, it's like, what's that meme where they have like all the kids crying? <laughs> like, stop, he's already oh, dead. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's Chip Zardaski just beating up on Matt Murdock. And every month I come back for more and I love it. So there you go. <laughs>
0: Rafa?
1: That's hard, Uh, for sure. I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said about Cyclops. Cyclops, for sure, because, I mean, that's a biased answer in my head because, you know, I love the character and seeing him come back and the mission to take out the mother mold, all of that, him leading his team to success were great. I would, though, probably give it to, personally, for me, from what I read, I would really give this year to Jason Scott, the Red Power Ranger, in the Boom Studios, just because... He he led the Power Rangers to take on Lord Draken during the Shattered Grid event, and then during Necessary Evil, we get a new aspect where he's always been the leader of the Power Rangers, but it's never been his story. And this is kind of one of the criticisms of I've I've had with Boom Studios' Power Rangers because these have been predominantly. Billy and Kimberly and Tommy and Trini which is great that's what it's always been Right. I mean, even in a TV show I mean Jason was never like the center of attention (laughs) he called out the great it's it's morphin time which was great and that's why I liked him because he was more of the silent leader but now in the comic books he is the one that the morphin grid goes to the emissary to start a new group of power rangers to do the behind the scenes okay the universe is shattered we need your help and you can't tell your friends about this and so seeing some of those dynamics To me, being a lifelong Power Ranger fan and him being my favorite character has been rewarding so I got this year has been wonderful for two reasons one I finally got to see Cyclops go back to that aspect of people liking him again and he deserves that from all that he's been through yes. and then the other part is with Cyc- uh with uh Jason he's a leader that's always been great at what he does and he's finally getting a lot of the recognition that he's deserved so that's definitely my character
2: yeah uh. the Omega Red Ranger like that's what my oh, nickname so is for cool. it. that looks like a cool concept and I'm I'm excited so dope
0: um like I said, I didn't read very much comic books this year, but what I did read, I read Heroes in Crisis. So mm. I would say my comic book hero of this year would probably be Batgirl. And that story, she she takes on that detective mantle. She try, she's putting the stuff together for me. She because she's the one that, that ends up with Harley. She's like, yeah. Harley, calm down. What is it that happened? You know, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And she's the one that's putting it together. Um and and that story. I, I dug that story a lot. The ending was a little harsh. Yeah. It was a little not as great as I wanted it to be, but that move that story was 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 really good. So then on my f- the flip side, the next question I was going to ask you, who's your comic book villain of the year? I guess that means I'd have to go with Wally. Wally West is my villain of the year. <laughs> wow. Like, he the way that story turns out, he's the one that did the killing and it's just wow. Was not expecting that. So Your comic book villain of the year,
2: I guess, looking at things and examining it, this will probably be kind of a a low one, but Metron of the New Gods, nice, uh, just because he's the one who kind of put Mr. Miracle through that, you know, Mm -hmm. throughout everything. And it's like whether or not that reality is real, like, time will tell if you know, little Jack's Jack Free is a real thing or not. Uh, because some people say, you know, Mister Miracle, it happened in his mind or it didn't, but it kind of felt like, you know, Metron put him through this, whatever it was. So I definitely would have to say, yeah, I think Metron is the jerk bag of the year. Okay, <laughs> I don't know
1: if he's really a villain, but for sure, in the villain, uh, Doctor Manhattan,
0: Ooh, with Doomsday I like Clock that.
1: about to come to an end, and again, some would argue that the wait wasn't worth it. I disagree. I think this has been masterful storytelling, and it's taken a while. Yes. But in the long run, I think this is a really wonderful story. And Dr. Manhattan's one of those villains who, it's not so much he's a bad guy, it's just he doesn't care, and he's hes 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 curious. And for me, the greatest comic book moment this year, I believe it came out this year, because again, I'm trying to remember when all of these issues came out, but I believe it was this year when Dr. Manhattan is on Mars, mm-hmm. and he just takes out all of the DC heroes mm-hmm.
2: yeah. <laughs> without
1: without so much of even doing anything. To me, that and the idea of him just, you know, taking down the man of, of steel, you know, mm-hmm. like, if, if that's going to happen, when, if, or if it doesn't or whatever happens with it. I am just so excited because Dr. Manhattan is the symbol of all things that we don't understand, things that we want to aspire to be. But do we want to? Because you lose your humanities. If you could be God, how would you play God? And would you want to be God? And would you even define it as God, right? Like what's, what's the purpose of a, of a watchmaker if there's no watch to make, or if there is the watch without the watchmaker, then what's the purpose of anything if you can not enjoy it? So for me, definitely my villain of the year would have to be, um, would have to be him because he just did so many awesome things. And he, he basically destroyed the multiverse and rearranged it the way he wanted to. And that is in itself gets really cool kudos. Honorable mention, I would say the Anna Life Equation because that mm-hmm. completely destroyed the DC Universe in Deceased. That's nice. true. Um, oh, that's a good pick. So I mean, that was also really awesome.
2: I really like that because thinking about Doomsday Clock 12, um, you know, you're right. Like, it, 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 like, when you read Doomsday Clock number 12, this issue is going to be different than the others you've read. Why? Because it ends on a happier note. It's hopeful. Hope is definitely a good theme in there, which is fantastic. But you're right. It's a brilliant man with the powers of God, and he's bored. But the worst part is he's curious. Yep. And he does all these little things. You know, he moves the lantern six inches away, he takes away Ma and Pa can't. And we just see what's happened because of it. So that's a really good pick for villain of the year. I like that.
0: All right. Gentlemen, that's great. Uh, This comic book year of 2019, good uh, time. we did did a great conversation. Uh, I hope 2020 brings us some good stuff, too. I'm I'm looking forward to Black Widow. Yeah, me too. We'll see kind of where the... I think Eternals is also 2020.
1: From what I believe, I believe so. I think it's
0: November 2020.
2: Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm hyped. And there's a comic book,
0: too. (laughs) Uh, Marvel TV is going to be incredible this year. I mean, it's unfortunate we're getting rid of some of the older shows, but... The, the new shows that are going to be on Disney Plus are going to be great.
2: Uh, then hopefully we'll be getting some stuff out of what's happening with DC. I mean, DC. Green Lantern Corps. We should oh, be hearing yeah. something. Yeah, we definitely. Maybe, hear
0: about that. maybe
1: we'll get the Snyder Cut. We'll see.
0: We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you want to talk to me about anything that we talked about today, find me on Twitter. I am at Michipedia, G E M. G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. You can also find Chris on Twitter at. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Stuff I Should Say, Should Being Spelled S H U D. And you can find his writing that.
2: Oh, check out the stuff I write. I write for Geekly Media on our website, geeklyradio.com or geeklymedia.com. Geeklymedia.com. Yep. And uh, you can also check out my reviews over at adventuresinportace.com as well.
0: Rafa, where can people find you online?
2: You can find me at MobileRafi,
1: whether it's Twitter, YouTube, or Tumblr. I try to showcase an all-inclusive environment where I get to show off my adventures as well as my action figures. And right now I'm playing video games. Go check out Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Really good.
0: (laughs) Uh, great. And the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archive episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, Geek Elite, sorry, Geek Elite Media.com. Greek Elite Media is something completely different. Maybe
2: they way. make salads. Yeah. That's our 2020 launch. <laughs> All things Greek.
0: <laughs> but until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out.